Good afternoon, this is uh, Rupert Thompson, Chief Investments Officer at Kingswood Group. I'm now going to run through developments in the markets um, of the, over the last week or so and also talk about our views going forward. Well, Global Equities last week continued the rally, which you've seen for the last few weeks or so. Um, they were up another 1% or so in local currency terms, um, a bit less in sterling terms. Um, in terms of what's driving the markets higher last week, um, no major economic news, to be honest. Um, the only news which was really released was in the States, and that was actually um, a bit disappointing. Um, we had some labour market numbers out for November, and the position here is that the labour market is still recovering there, but the pace of the recovery has slowed. Um, and the other um, disappointing news, obviously, in the States is what's going on with infections. Um, a week or two ago, we had a sort of temporary blip down in the infection rate, but they've taken off again. Um, infections in the States are at new highs, and clearly we have yet to see the full impact of the Thanksgiving holidays. So um, clearly not good news on that front. And on the back of this, um, new social distancing restrictions are being introduced in places such as California. That's the bad news. Um, the markets took rather more heart from the fact that possibly as a result, of the increased pressure from this spike in infections. There is now increased chance of a fiscal stimulus deal. Um, Congress and the President have been arguing the toss about this for months now, but it does look like they are inching towards a compromise, which would clearly be good news, because the previous package of measures actually expired as far back as um, July. Well, that's the US. Um, in terms of the Europe and the UK, uh, the news in terms of infections is quite a lot better. Um, we did have that big spike, um, which lasted for a couple of months or so, but in the last few weeks, there has been a clear um, fallback in the rate of infection, both in the EU and the UK. Um, and clearly, the much more positive news on a sort of longer term framework is what's going on with vaccines. And last week, we had news that the UK is starting to roll out the Pfizer vaccine this week and will almost certainly get vaccines approved in the US and EU later this month. So that's all pretty encouraging. Um, shorter term, though, there are sort of key negotiations um, on not only in the States regarding that fiscal package, but also in the EU and the UK. Um, first of all, starting with the EU, um, we've got an EU Council summit on Thursday this week and several things up for discussion here, but one of them is the EU recovery plan, their big fiscal stimulus package, which in principle they had actually agreed you know, a few months ago, but um, Poland and Hungary are playing hardball and threatening to disrupt it. So it'll be quite critical whether actually somehow they manage to overcome the um, spanners in the works, which Poland and Hungary at the moment are throwing up, and whether they get this uh, fiscal recovery plan enacted so it can be implemented next year. Um, we've also got um, ECB meeting, European Central Bank meeting on Thursday. Um, almost certainly we're going to have um, further monetary stimulus measures announced there. But I think the point here is that, you know, basically central banks are now out of ammunition or largely out of ammunition. And really in terms of what's going to be driving this, um, what we hope is a strong global recovery next year, it's going to be down to continued fiscal stimulus and also, even more importantly, the rollout of vaccines. Um, well, that's what's going on in Europe, but obviously closer to home. Um, 
all the attention is very much on Brexit once again. Um, you know, it finally does really look like we're reaching the end game um, after four years of negotiations. We've only got three weeks left. Um, and it does look like um, we are in the next couple of days going to know whether it's a deal or no deal. Um, well, how important is all of this? Well, actually, in terms of UK equities, um, even though it's still very much a toss up, arguably, whether we do get a deal or no deal, they have been outperforming, actually, in the last few weeks, um, reversing a long period of underperformance. And we saw more of this last week. Um, I mean, global equities are only up sort of 1% or so last week, but actually UK was up as much as 3%, whereas emerging markets were basically flat. So you've seen a rotation out of the big winners so far this year, which has been the likes of China, the likes of the technology stocks, into the laggards, into the likes of the UK, um, and um, sort of more cyclical, the cheaper sectors, such as the financials um, and the energy sector. And essentially, this is what has been driving the UK, and this is what we think will continue to drive it. Um, and it's definitely the case that Brexit, you know, whether we get a deal or no deal, is going to have some impact. Um, clearly, the market pref would prefer a deal. Um, but I think you shouldn't forget that, you know, even if you get a deal, it's going to be a fairly a bare bones deal, a minimalist deal. And at the end of the day, you know, the difference between no deal and deal is not that great. Um, Either way, you're almost certainly going to have some disruption over the next few months. So what does the market do um, if we get a deal? You know, very likely it will provide a short term boost to UK equities. It will mean that sort of domestically focused um, small and mid cap stocks um, outperform. And almost certainly it will provide um, some bounce in the pound. Um, as to what's going on with sterling, um, it's sort of differs quite a lot depending on whether you look at its uh, movements against the dollar or the euro. Against the dollar, actually, we've seen a marked rally um, from the lows earlier in the year. So back in the spring, it's down at 116. It's actually back up to 135. Um, it's down this morning back to 133. But you've had a marked rally. Whereas against the euro, actually, it's not far off um, the lows back earlier in the year. And essentially what's going on here, I think, is that basically the pound is still pretty weak. And any rally against the dollar has been very much a function of dollar weakness rather than sort of renewed confidence in the pound. And I think as a result of that, what you have to conclude is that if we did get a no deal, um, you know, sure, the pound will go down, but I think it probably won't collapse just because a lot of bad news, just as with the equity market, which has underperformed you know, substantially in recent years, a lot of the news is already, dis all, a lot of the bad news is already discounted. So... Short term, at least, yep, um, Brexit, deal or no deal, it is going to make a difference. But certainly it's not going to change our sort of longer term view. And that is that actually the UK does look um, a bit more attractive than it did do. And this is because we think this rotation into the value areas such as the UK, um, that has further to run. And that in turn is very much down to our view that we are going to be looking at a strong global economic recovery next year on the back of uh, the rollout of vaccines. Okay, that's um, a quick rundown of our views at the moment. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week by when we may or may not know whether we've got a deal or no deal. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only.
The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.